Chapter Twenty of the Pony Rider Boys with the Texas Rangers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kenneth Sargent Gagan. The Pony Rider Boys with the Texas Rangers by Frank G. Pachin. Chapter Twenty. Learning some fancy shots. After breakfast, Captain McKay took hours' ride along the surrounding countryside. In the meantime, the boys pitched a permanent camp, as it was more likely that they would remain there for another night, since McKay did not seem to want to leave the place just yet. What he had in mind, the boys didn't know. Returning from his ride, the captain appeared to be in much better spirits. He was of strange make-up. None wholly understood Captain Billy. Perhaps that was one of the reasons for his success in his perilous calling. "'Well, I promised to give you boys some lessons in revolver shooting,' he said, tossing the reins to Tad, who had come forward to take the pony. "'Who can put a hole through my sombrero?' cried the ranger, sending his broad-brimmed Mexican hat spinning up in the air. A flash and a bang followed almost on the instant. The pony rider boys howled. The shot had been fired by Professor Zeppelin, and he had drilled a hole right through the ranger's sombrero. "'Well, now, what do you think of that?' gasped Chunky, his eyes growing large. "'I didn't think you could hit the side of a barn unless you were inside the barn.' The professor smiled grimly. "'I used to be counted the best revolver shot in my regiment when I was in the Army. But I'm a little slow these days.' "'Hm, I see you are,' grunted Billy. Lucky for me that you aren't quick, or I wouldn't have had any hat left by this time. Anybody else want to try to put a hole through my hat? He asked, looking about. I was going to suggest that we throw up the professor's hat, and let you take a shot at it, suggested Tad, coming up at this juncture. Here it goes, cried the professor, sending hat spinning away from him. With the edge of the brim almost toward them, the hat was spinning low and very difficult mark to hit. Tad thought the ranger was going to take a shot at it, but instead of doing so, McKay nodded to Tad, with a merry twinkle in his eye. Tad whipped out his revolver with a quickness that amazed the ranger, and let go. His bullet snipped a pierce from the edge of the rim. The force of the bullet turned the hat crown toward the shooter. Bang! 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 Tad bored three holes through the crown to the captain's amazement. "'There, <laughs> I guess we're even with you now, Professor,' laughed the boys. "'That old hat of yours won't hold water next time you go to the spring.' "'I thought you folks didn't know how to shoot,' wondered the ranger. "'I guess I'd better take some lessons from you instead of you from me. "'That certainly was mighty fine gun work. "'Where did you learn?' "'Oh, since we've been out, I'm not much of a shot with a revolver, though. "'I think I can do better with the rifle.' "'How about the rest of you?' questioned the captain. "'You all shoot like that?' "'I suppose I'm about the best shot in the outfit,' answered Stacy pompously. "'I can hit a penny.' "'Yes, if the penny is glued to the muzzle,' interrupted Ned. "'We'll see what you can do.' Stacy, after three shots, failed to hit the hat once. Walter and Ned each succeeded in placing a bullet through the professor's hat. Chunky insisted that his bullet went through one of the holes made by Tad Butler. He declared that he had never missed an easy shot like this in his life. "'Here, hit my hat,' commanded Tad, tossing his sombrero in the air. 
The fat boy watched the soaring hat with longing eyes. "'Shoot, shoot, why don't you?' jeered the Pony Rider boys. "'All right, if you say so.' Stacy's pistol stuck in the holster, and by the time he freed the weapon, the sombrero was only seven or eight feet from the ground. "'Yeah,' howled the fat boy, letting go two bullets, with a speed that they had no idea he possessed. "'It's a hit!' cried the professor. Tad ran forward and picked up the hat. "'Well, what do you think of that?' he wondered. Did he hit it, called Walter? Of course he did. Oh, pooh, that hole was in your sombrero before he shot, scoffed Ned Rector. You're wrong. There were no holes in that hat. Now there are two. Stacy sent two bullets through my hat instead of one. Hooray, shouted the boys. I didn't think it of you, Brown, smiled the captain. I'll take back all I have said against your character and your ability. Oh, don't mention it. That's nothing. I usually shoot my hat full of holes before breakfast every morning when I'm home. Anybody else want his hat transformed into a sieve? I think you've done quite enough, returned the professor. You have done fully as well as I could have done. <clears throat> really? Remarkable shooting for tender feet, declared the captain. Tender feet? Well, I like that, grumbled Stacy. Why, I'm a lion fighter, I am. "'And a snake man as well,' grinned the ranger. "'Yes, I'm no tenderfoot. I "'Did I run away when the shooting was going on last night? "'I guess not. I... "'No, he was too scared to run,' snorted Rector. "'Stacy regarded Ned solemnly. "'Ned Rector, I don't usually acknowledge you to be right in matters like this, "'but I'm going to have to admit before the whole company "'that you've told the truth for once in your... "'I always tell the truth,' broke in Ned. "'Life.' finished the fat boy. I was, as our distinguished fellow, Tenderfoot, says, scared stiff. But if the truth were known, I'll wager that he was hiding behind a rock when that same shooting was going on. Rector flushed a rosy red, which brought a howl from the boys. It was plain that Chunky had touched him in a tender spot. Come now, you boys. If you want to try some more, called the ranger. Why not, asked Tad. I want to see how you are on the draw. The captain trimmed the piece of paper down to about the size of a silver dollar. Then he pinned it to a tree. Then, measuring off twenty paces, faced the mark, spun about on his toes, and made two complete whirls and drove a bullet right into the center of the target. Having drawn his revolver as he turned, it was a splendid piece of shooting. The professor missed, but he did not even hit the tree. Tad took a piece out of the edge of the target the first time. The second time he placed a bullet just inside the outer edge, which McKay pronounced to be excellent shooting. That was high praise from a man like Billy McKay. Ned did not know whether he wanted to try that shot or not. McLean explained how to draw quickly and at what point of the world to draw. But try as he would, Rector could not hit the mark. Once he chipped a piece of bark from the tree, which brought a yell from the boys. The trouble with you lads is that you grip your guns too tightly. Take a light hold on the butt of your revolver. Toy with it. It's a fellow with the featherweight touch that does the best work with the revolver. He is the man to look out for. That's the way I always shoot, declared Chunky, pompously. If there's one shot that I can make better than another... It's that one you fellows have been trying. Why, I could paint that target with my eyes shut. Try it. See what you can do. Perhaps you may beat us all. Who knows? 
grinned Captain McKay. I don't say that I could beat you, but I can shoot as well as these amateurs who have been trying it. I can. Look here, are you going to make that shot, Chunky? demanded Rector. Yes, got any objections? asked Chunky, turning to Rector with great deliberation. Not the least, if you'd kindly hold your fire till I can get behind a rock or a thick tree. Yes, that's a place for you, I reckon, already. Mr. McKay? It's up to you, smiled the ranger. Does it make any particular difference to which way I whirl? asked the fat boy. Not in the least. You may stand on your head and whirl if it'll suit you better. For goodness sake, do something, begged Tad. Taken enough time already to shoot the tree clean off the map. Who's doing the shooting, you or I? asked Chunky. Tad sat down helplessly. Stacy was not to be hurried. The more one urged him, the slower he became. Look out, I'm going to shoot now. Everybody lie low. Stacy spun himself around like a top. He had whirled three times when the ranger shouted to him, Shoot before you get so dizzy you can't see. Bang! Stop it! Bang! Stop it, you idiot! McKay struck the fat boy's revolver, just in time to prevent getting a bullet through his own body. Over yonder, the professor lay flat on the ground with a frightened look on his face, shouting at the top of his voice. Hold him! Hold him! He'll have us all riddled! Well, what's the matter? demanded Stacy, looking around innocently. Matter? See what you've done? said Captain McKay. Did did I wing the professor? questioned the fat boy innocently. Did you wing him? jeered Tad Butler. Come here, young man. But leave that pistol behind you, commanded Professor Zeppelin. I think we will equip you with a small bow and a blunt arrow after this. Even then I fear our eyes will be in danger. Did you see what you did? One of Stacy's bullets had bored a hole through the crown of the professor's sombrero. The other had plowed a neat burrow through Professor Zeppelin's grizzled whiskers close to the chin. Ho, 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 ha, 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 roared the fat boy with head thrown back as far as it would go without dislocating his neck. End of chapter 20 Recording by Kenneth Sergeant Gagan.